Hey y'all, it's your girl Carrie Turner and welcome to the Life Behind the Collar podcast. Life Behind the Collar takes a real, raw, unadulterated look into my life and the lives of other women who navigate the worlds of ministry and marketplace. I'm going to give you a front row seat to what happens after the collar comes off and the personal life begins. Hi guys, I'm so thrilled to have uh, this phenomenal woman of God with me today on Life Behind the Collar. You guys know that I love women who have the grace to move between both ministry and the marketplace. Dr. Irisha Hilliard is the daughter of Bishop Ivy and Pastor Bridget Hilliard. Born on June 7th, 1977 in Houston, Texas, she is definitely wise beyond her years. After attending the University of Oklahoma and Sam Houston State University, University, majoring in accounting, Pastor Hilliard decided to stop pursuing her dream for her life and fulfill her true purpose and join her parents in ministry by carrying out the ministry vision. Not only is she an awesome mother with two sons, Ivan Harrison and Jonathan Sean Michael, she is also the chief operating officer of New Light Christian Center Church. Dr. Irishia was given the assignment of spiritual encounter. Spiritual encounter began in 2000, and each year, the growth has been astounding. It is the most incredible move of God to reach this generation in a mighty way. This event was so huge that churches from across America made plans each year to make sure that their teens were in attendance. Over the years, there have been more than 75,000 who have attended, and thousands of lives have been transformed. In 2011, she passed the baton of this great conference to her sister, but continues to give oversight and input. Dr. Irisha was the on-site pastor of the West location until November of 2017, where the worship style was a radical approach versus the traditional style of worship. Dr. Irisha received her doctorate in urban youth ministry due to the tireless number of hours she spends counseling and educating youth around the world. In 2013, she put her pen to the paper and wrote a portion of her testimony in Table for One. God has abundantly blessed Dr. Irishia with double grace in an incredible way. She has had the anointing of her father and the power of her mother blended together. She is a gift to the body of Christ. Dr. Irishia is leading the new generation into the future with the word of God. Dr. Irishia Hilliard, a woman of purpose, fulfilling God plan for her life. On February 23rd, 2018, Dr. Irisha Hildyard was officially installed as the senior pastor of New Life Church. You all welcome Dr. Hilliard. All right, you guys, I am so, so, so excited today to have um, Dr. Irisha Hilliard on Life Behind the Collar, affectionately known as Dr. I. Dr. I, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today. How are you? I am great. Thanks for having me. Uh, I'm excited. This is going to be good. I know. Listen, y'all, we have been trying to um, do this podcast for a few months now, and so I'm so gracious um, that she has just carved out the time out of our schedule, and I'm just excited about um, really just having a conversation with you because you have, like, literally your life has been like a whirlwind, really the last year, the last two years. And so you have really assumed such a powerful role in kind of taking the helm um, of, of your father's church, and you are now the senior pastor. Tell us, what is a day like in the life of Dr. I now? Like, what does a day look like in your new role? Um, what does a day look like? Well, it has changed uh, since I started over the years, but um, I like to go to the office. First, I work out because I'm really trying to get this temple together. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Listen, I, hit, um, <laughs> I hit 42 this year, and uh, I was excited about turning 40, but I didn't know what my I didn't uh, I wasn't prepared for what my body was going to do at 40. Oh my so gosh! I, I really am intentional. <laughs> Yeah, listen, I, I literally called my mom um, probably a couple of weeks ago 
And I was like, what in the world is going on? I haven't turned, I'm, I'm entering to the age of 40, and I'm having a nervous breakdown about it. I don't know how I feel about it. I just, I don't know. So for you to say 42 is good, um, but you just trying to figure out the body stuff, it's encouraging to me because I don't know how to feel about it. Listen, it is, it is a wonderful thing, but I, I, my body tells me I'm 40, but I go to the gym at least three days a week, and then wow. I, I try to go to the office uh, probably three days a week. You know, Mondays for most pastors, are their off days. Yeah. And so I'm in the office, um, and it just kind of varies from day to day. You know, I still do my own Bible study, which we call Better Self Night. Saturdays, uh, normally I'm home. I like to be home by a certain time to prepare for Sundays. Sundays, I preached two services, and for the first wow. year and a half, I went back to get my bachelor's degree in business administration, and oh so for goodness. the first year and a half, I would come home on Sundays and eat and then get right into my homework, and I, I see you're in your doctorate program and doctoral program, so I know you understand that oh and that grind all too well. Um, I don't even, I literally don't even know um, I don't know how I'm doing it, so I definitely don't know how you did it, okay? I, 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 it's just, like, it is literally so much. So you went back, you got, you, you were getting your degree, and you were in the midst of this transition as well. Yep, I did, because I, when I turned 40, I said I should go, actually about 39, I said I should go back to school and finish my degree, the doctor. Wow. Doctor, doctoral degree that I have is an honorary degree, but it's really from, you know, and I, my hat's off to everybody who does all of the work. But what they Listen. did is they took the almost 15, 15 years of my work as a youth pastor and wow. launched something that had not been done in the urban youth community, and they took that. And so my doctorate degree is in urban youth ministry, and I'm grateful oh, wow. for that. Oh, my wow. heart's desire was to finish my bachelor's degree. I felt like that was an unfinished thing that yeah. I had. Um, I stopped going to school so that I could follow the call of God on my life. And yeah. I knew in due time that God would release me to go back. And so, yeah, I went back and got my bachelor's degree from the same school that I stopped going to uh, wow. back in, like, 1999. So, yeah. Wow. Wow. So, hmm that's my day. I mean, and then on a Friday <laughs> night, like, to, you know, Friday night or Saturday night, depending on what game of the week, I am a mom and I am yes. a football mom. I'm sitting in the stands cheering on my son. So it is so many layers and dimensions to my life yeah. that yeah. <laughs> no. every no, day is different. I I, I absolutely love it. I want to go back because we're definitely going to talk about you being a mom. I really want to talk about that. But I want to back up just a little bit um, because I love that um, I love that your experience ended up being um, your focal point in, in your education. And you could have just been like, you know, I don't need to go back. I'll just, you know, I'm good with this. But I love that you went back. You finished it because you wanted to. And it just speaks to how, you know, God will interrupt whatever your plans are. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. and will and will allow um, something that you may have thought that you had kind of laid down or that you weren't going to do for you to pick that back up and for it to be added to your life in such a beautiful way. And so I, I really, really do love that. Do you see kind of how you are using that and how it has added to the work you're doing right now? I do, and I see the future of it. Um, mm. my, my degree is in business administration, and I graduated in May of this year. And don't wow. laugh at me, don't judge me, but my last semester, with all that I had going on, I took 15 hours, and it was, oh, I just really felt a sense to get done. And I was kind of like, Lord, I know I want to get done, but why you know, because I said to him, Lord, if you open up the doors for me to get in these classes, I'm up there. Yeah. And so I didn't. And I knew there was some just personal goals. Mm -hmm. But I was like, Lord, why am I in this rush to complete this? And I have a heart for business owners. And I have a lot yeah. of friends who are entrepreneurs. And so I really believe that is the tool that God is going to use to open up some doors mm -hmm. to a certain a, a level of women that 
the, the degree will get me in the door, but the wisdom of God and the, yes. the grace of God will keep me yes. in the room. Yes. And, and you know that. You know that there are some rooms that they want to know what degrees you have and what credentials yes. you have. Although the wisdom of God supersedes mm-hmm. the credentials any day, it's the degree that'll open the door sometimes, that'll, that'll get you in the room. Oh, she's got this degree. Oh, she's got that. So I knew it was just a tool that the Holy Spirit is going to use as I have a ministry to business owners and entrepreneurs and women. And then for my church, I didn't share yeah. with them until I got to the end of the journey. But once I got to the end and they saw, oh, our pastor has really done this, it gave the young people in our church it gave the older people in our church that had some dreams on hold to say, you can yeah. do this no matter what yeah. you're facing. When you've got a desire that God will arrange the things in your life to bring it to pass. So I'm already seeing how it, it's, um, it's working. And it was just, it was, it was a great feeling. You know, my son, I got, uh, you know, almost going into that too, but I got pregnant when I was in college. Wow. On the same campus. And to be back 20, two years later oh and graduate and walk across that stage and my son seeing me in the audience. It was wow. worth every bit of it. And incredible yeah. because, and you're right, you know, yes, the degree opens the doors and we, and we know that it matters in, in some rooms. We know it's the wisdom of God that keeps us there. But what we, what it also says is that we have the ability to focus on a thing and finish it. Do you know what I'm saying? It, it absolutely says that we have the ability to to go through the process of whatever the process requires um, to get to get it done, and and that's what it that's what you've done, and that's what it said. And I love I love now I didn't know that you had gotten pregnant in college. Tell can you yep. would you mind sharing a little bit about that? Uh, you know, uh, being a PK, I've been a PK all my life, mm-hmm. and so to. Uh, actually, somebody, and this is a funny story, I got pregnant in college, and somebody called my mom to tell my mom I was pregnant. So my mother called no. me, and the Holy Spirit always would have a way of busting me out when I was in college. <laughs> so my mom called me, and she was like, one of your friends called and said you were pregnant. To this day, I don't know who the friend is, and I won't even wow. ask because it's relevant. Um, wow. And so I was like, she's like, go get a pregnancy test. Well, I already knew I was pregnant, and so I waited <laughs> a little bit and called her back. Mm-hmm. But that was a shift in my life. That was yeah. a where I I had to get to know God for myself. And I think that was the greatest thing out of that season. My son wow. is amazing. So I can't say that. The greatest thing was him. Yeah. But for me, the greatest thing personally and internally was getting to know God for myself and knowing mm. his unconditional love for me, mm. even when others felt like I had made a made some bad choices or how did I yeah. get myself in the situation. My prayer to God was, God, show yourself to me. It wasn't about ministry. It wasn't yeah. about other people. It was, God, I just need you to walk me through this journey mm-hmm. because I didn't want to become a statistic. I, I was always independent, and I didn't want to now become, you know, my parents having to take care of me and this child. And so it was a trusting God faith. So, yeah, I had him 19 December wow. 6, 1996. And wow. So, yeah. Wow, 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 wow. I, I, I love, the part that I love, I think, the most about it is, number one, your transparency, because oftentimes, you know, we will, a, a, a situation will happen, it happen in our life, or we might make a decision about a thing, because you could have taken a different path. Do you know what I mean? You could have made a very different decision, but you honored the decision you made to even move forward and have your son. And, and your focus was on, okay, God, you know, who, what does this mean? Show me who I am in this process so that I don't take on labels. Do you know what I'm saying? Yep. Of other yeah. people, because you were already a, a PK. So that, that, that comes with a whole set of stuff that it comes with by itself that I'm sure that only PKs know about. Um, and then, you know, on top of that, you're, you're, you're being a young woman, you are going to college. And so I'm sure people are like, okay, there's a direction that your life has to go in. And I think sometimes when there's a detour in our life, 
if we're not careful and, and really take the posture that you had in terms of seeking God for yourself, it is very easy to become what they say about us. Do you know what I mean? It's very Absolutely. easy to become, you know, um, whatever their thoughts are. And I think had you become that, we wouldn't have an opportunity to sit and watch the woman that we see today because people and their opinions will take you down a road, you know what I mean, that you were, ne that you were never supposed to go on. And so um, I honor you it, it just in, in the journey that you have taken and the decisions that you were made, that you made, that you knew were right for you. And I, and I imagine that they weren't comfortable, you know what I mean? Um, and, and there was some difficulty, but, I, but it's just a blessing to be able to watch now. What was, if you had to say kind of what was one of the greatest lessons maybe that you had learned about life at that time or even love at that time um, that you think would be helpful for young women or even women our age to know? What would that be? There are two lessons, and really they came from my parents. And one mm -hmm. was, and I think a lot of times as parents, we find ourselves in situations and, you know, we're upset with our children for their choices. But yeah. what I did see in that moment was a demonstration of love. And my dad said to me, if anybody has something to say to you, tell them to come to me. I know that's right. And so <laughs> he began to, he protected me yeah. even in that state. Yeah. Um, it wasn't that, you know, he wasn't, you know, he wasn't ecstatic that I was, right. I, I was in that state, but he protected me. And yeah. then my father told me something, and it to this day, it is uh, one of the hardest things for me to say without tearing up because I've watched God do it. And my father, when I first was going through the situation, and it is a lesson that I still hold on to, that uh, when you hold a righteous course long time, God will mm. erase the memory of your bad choices and your misbehaviors mm. from the minds mm. of those you've offended, and he mm. will rewrite your resume. Mm. And, um, Can you say it just one more time? Please <laughs> say, it, say it one more time. <laughs> wow. That if you hold a righteous course long term, mm. that God will erase the memory of your bad choices and your misbehaviors from the minds of those you've offended, and he wow. will rewrite your resume. And I wow. have watched God do that mm, every mm, mm, mm. turning point of my life when I felt like I had hit a wall, when I felt yeah. like maybe I should have done something different, that my trust and dependence on God and to hold my head up in the most challenging seasons of my life because I knew God's love for me was unfailing and what he said over my life he had not changed. Yeah that he would rewrite my resume. So when you look at me now, if I don't tell you, you don't know that I got pregnant at 19, 17, 18, yeah. you know, yeah. you don't, you don't see the labels and the scars and the mm. history, but it is now my testimony to say that God can take all of that mm. and put you on a pedestal for the world to see because he mm. knows he can trust you and he has this unwavering love for you. That has been the thing that carries me in every season of my life. So yeah, that's that's it. That's wow, 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 wow. He he has a way of rewriting it and and then representing it to the world. Do you know what I exactly. mean? Exactly. Yeah. Listen in a way that you, there's no, there's no way that you could have even packaged you now yourself. <laughs> I tell people all the I know. time, listen, you, that you couldn't have even done that. And I tell people God is so good at what he does when he does it that you don't even, listen, you don't need no publicist. You don't need no, you don't need no PR campaign. You don't need any of that. When he does it, he does it so well and so glorious. Oh, my goodness, that you he that literally he is the only person that can get credit for it i i love that i'm gonna write that down and that's gonna be something that i'm gonna be saying to, to myself so thank you dr i and thank you apostle um for for that incredible word and i, I want to let's just shift a little bit into that because i think you know we get a chance to kind of watch 
um, your father from a distance, and we get a chance to kind of watch the relationship uh, between you and your father from a distance, unless, of course, you know, those in your inner circle know more closely. But for those of us that kind of sit on the periphery, it's just this beautiful thing to watch, and it's beautiful for so many reasons, Um, not just because you know, um, we've heard your father talk a great deal about, you know, his journey and, you know, how he had built the church and kind of some of the early things that he and your mom had gone through in order to build it. Um, and then to watch him uh, be able to kind of transition this over to you, because clearly there is a great level of trust, there's a great level of honor and respect that he has for you um, in order to do that. Tell us kind of just a little bit about the dynamic of the relationship between you and your dad, and has that changed at all um, since you've kind of taken taken on this role now in your life? Um, you know, I've been a daddy's girl all my life. Um, okay. Our relationship now is really an amazing relationship. My father in this season is very careful about giving me the freedom to do what God has called mm-hmm. me to do and take the church where I want to take take the church, but he's also uh, he's my he's my coach he's my sound yeah. board and so yeah um I I look to his advice but he wants to make sure he's not controlling me and yeah. I am honored that God speaks to us the way he does that mm. there are times where I won't. You know, I'm careful about his legacy and respecting him because there's such a great level of honor that I have for my father. I don't take it lightly who he is in the body of Christ and what God has done in his life. And so sometimes I'm real cautious in this journey because I'm respectful of him as apostle and father. But the Lord will speak to him about things that I've been praying about to talk to me about. And just wow. the other day, he called me and he said, hey, here's just a word of advice. Um, he said, don't be surprised that, you know, you've made this declaration. I've been making a declaration at church that the enemy wouldn't come in and try to attack you and, and mm. attack what's going on. And I was like, I needed to hear that. I needed in that moment because I was trying to, I'm a person that I'll toss a thought in my head for days and never say mm-hmm. anything. And so I'm tossing around this thought, like, Lord, what is going on? And what happened? Like, what, what is going on? And he hit it right there, just ministering to me. Uh, but my father sees me as his pastor, and he'll, he's quick wow. to tell somebody, like, no. Wow. Uh, I need to talk to my pastor first. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> you know, so we have a really uh, interesting but great respectful relationship for each other and the position yeah. And I want to still see his desires come to pass. So when he's, mm. you know, because he didn't retire, he just restructured. So the yeah. things that God has put on his heart, I'm still on board to get our church behind. But it yeah. really is, it's a God thing. And I, I remember right before, maybe about 2015, when I went through my own personal growth, I saw the enemy trying to attack that relationship. Mm. And... um just our commitment to pray and 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 stay connected because I know how important it is that we have a solid relationship as well as with my mother. I'm yeah. fighting for. I, I will always fight for us to remain in peace because we're we're uh, in agreement. That's where mm-hmm. the commanded blessings of the Lord is. But mm-hmm. I mean, me and my dad have a great relationship. I probably talk to him every day. Um, wow. And we have some really frank conversations that most people wouldn't yeah. realize that we have some real <laughs> to the point conversations. It's not always, you know, fluffy. Right. We love you, Dad. La, la, la. It is really <laughs> getting to the core of the matter, stretching yeah. me prior to this so that I could be prepared for this moment. You know, he may offer his advice and I'll be like, well, I don't want to do it like that. And he has to respect it. And mm-hmm. He goes along with it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. It's, it's so incredible because, you know, as you know, you know, um, ministry and even business, you know, is still a very male-dominated field. You know, it's a very male-dominated area. And I think, you know, when, we, when, when the world watched this transition between the two of you, 
um, it was more than just, you know, um, a father, um, you know, passing on a mantle to his daughter. Do you know what I mean? It was yeah. really what I believe. It was a, it was a transition or I, I almost think an awakening even in the earth to be symbolic of what I believe the Lord is doing with women across the world. Do you know what I'm saying? And so it just has been incredible. It's been incredible to watch. Um, I want to ask you, though, do you feel, because I know that you honor your father's legacy, and I, and I'm, and I know that there is a legacy that the Lord has placed in you um, for the direction that you want to go and kind of this next stage of where you will take ministry and business and everything that you're doing, you know, both corporately and even privately in your life. Do you feel any pressure to prove anything to, any, to anybody or even to yourself? Do you feel any pressure? I do. And, okay. And it's not a it's not a bad pressure, but I mm-hmm. feel pressure to I want to make God number one. I want to make God proud, and so yeah. that is. And, and of course, I can't work hard enough because it's yeah. not by works, and He's such a gracious God. But I want my life to be one that God is proud that yeah. He has entrusted the gifts and yeah. the callings and the anointings on my life, and so. I am. I go hard for that. I want yeah. to make my parents proud. You know, I do. I I don't want my dad to have to come back and rescue me. And mm. so, if anybody would say the, there was a pressure, and it wasn't from them, it was, I want you to enjoy this next season of your life and not have to come back and save me. Um, and yeah. although I have their full support, I just I just didn't want. I didn't want that. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't think that's where God shifted everything. And then because I am a woman and I understand mm-hmm. that I am doing something that has not been done before. Like, yeah. And, and, and there yeah. have been some great women preachers, and there are some great women preachers to this day and some amazing yeah. pastors, and some of them have large congregations. And whether they started the church or they got the church through their husbands, I take nothing from them. Matter of fact, I applaud them and I am watching their legacy or their, their, their journey closely, but for a father to hand over his church to his daughter Mm. and it to be a mega church of African-American nature, we have not seen this before. I mean, this is as much as I try to downplay it because that's just kind of the person who I am. You, yeah. You've been around me. I'm real yeah. like, yeah, Absolutely. I'm real low key. At yep. the end of the day, this is huge, huge. for the body of Christ. This is huge yes. for women. And so if I feel pressure, the pressure is I got to get this right. I, I yeah. got too many young people, young ladies, yeah. young women looking at me. I've got men looking at me. I've I've yeah. got the world watching this moment, so it's not a pressure of oh my god, I can't handle it, and oh my mm-hmm. god, what am I gonna do? But there's a pressure like a wind in my back yeah. to say, yeah. do it. Like you know, my friends laugh at me sometimes. You know, I have friends from all walks of life, and they're like, Reese, you look like you're preaching so hard, and <laughs> why? And I'm like. I don't have an option, you know, and I, yes. I'm not a hooper, but I don't have an option. I gotta right. go hard in the paint yes. every yes. single time. And so I could give some fluffed up answers, say, no, I don't feel pressure. No, the pressure that I feel is a good pressure. It's the it. wind in my back saying, yes. keep going yes. because the world is watching. And God, this is a significant thing in the kingdom of God. Not saying I don't have my own challenges and my own, because I'm I am not perfect. But sure. I want to make God proud, and I want to yeah. see every word that God has spoken over my life, over our ministry, over my family come to pass. And I cannot stop until I see it done. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I I I, I love it. It it just inspires me <clears throat> for so many so many different reasons. Um, but what what I think I love most about um, your ministry, as I have followed you, is you you do it your way. You have your own voice. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? You're yeah. Not, listen, you ain't trying to do you, you. You just mentioned I'm not a hooper. Listen, neither am I. I. I love everybody that does, but it's just not what I do. And I would probably sound very foolish trying to do it. But I think for a long time. 
you know, as, as women, and you know this, we've only seen it done one way. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now there's a, there's a transition. But for a long time, we saw it done one way. And if you didn't do it that one way, then you couldn't preach. You, you, you weren't a preacher if, if that's not what you did. If you didn't have that style, I would even yep. go on to say, even if you didn't have this level of masculinity, because we knew, of course, there, there have been so many beautiful women who have come and have done it. But you know, for years, there have, has been this very masculine over and undertone um, in the ministry moment. And what I love about yeah. you is that you have your own voice. I can't, I don't listen to you and say she sounds like anybody. She looks like anybody. Do you know what I'm saying? She's trying to, you know, and I wouldn't even say trying to sound even like your father. You have your own style, your own grace, the own, your own way in which you do it. And I think that it's so freeing to, to women like me and other women who are watching um, how you're moving in this and, and the grace in which you're moving in it. It frees people to say, you know what, I don't have to do it this way to, to, to do this well. Do you know what I mean? I don't have to copy somebody else to, to do this well. You are, I mean, you are speaking such truth, but I'm also honored and, and, and it's so, it's, it's like funny, it's, 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 it makes me kind of giggle on the inside because you're saying this and I am like, I'm just being me. And so, right. and sometimes I am my hardest critic, like, at least you yeah. could have did that different and you could have did that of different, course. but you're so true. Like, you know, there was the phase of the masculine and some yeah. of the women, they were and they're still powerful to, to this day, but it was, sure. you got to tone down everything. So there's no makeup and there's no, yep. no fashion yep. and no nothing. And yep. then there, I got to sound like a dude. And I'm like, I may sound like a dude in the morning, but I've worked hard <laughs> over the years to change that. So I, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to talk like that every day. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then it was, then it went to the extreme and, and it went to this whole, Pretty prissy preaching. Let's, and let's talk about it. got it, more about yes. what you have on and less about yes. the gospel. And I was just yes. like, that's not me either because, yes. you know, outside of the pulpit, I'm comfortable in jeans and T-shirt. Right. Um, and then, yeah, my father is a dynamic preacher. My mother is a gunslinger when she yes, preaches. She we is. call the gunslinger yes, of is. the gospel. <laughs> I mean... So to come behind two people like that, yeah, and then my sister yeah. is pretty oh, that's a whole another conversation. <laughs> a whole another conversation because she sings and she prophesies and she yes. plays. And when yes. she opens her mouth to sing, it's like heaven just opened up and dropped in the yes. room. And so yes. I had to find my own space. And when I wow. became intentional about being authentically me mm, is when mm, I enjoyed the moment. And I think a lot of times as women preachers, we're so busy trying to be everybody else that we're yeah. not authentically ourselves and we miss enjoying the moment. Mm -hmm. So yeah, when I preach, I'm, I'm, I'm strategic and intentional, but I'm also authentically me because that's where the Lord can take this vessel and yeah. use it to bless somebody else. So I may say a slang word and, yeah. you know, I may reference a song that the kids know and my parents are sitting there like, what is she talking about? I'm like, don't worry about it. Um, but as long as I'm teaching the word and giving application to it, I feel like I've done my job. And, yes, I, you know, I was telling somebody earlier today, you you may you never you will never know what hairstyle I may have. It is just in my DNA. Most people don't know when I was in high school. I got my cosmetology license, so changing my hair is wow. a part of me. I I like my bundles. I may like my braids. Yes. I like my makeup. I, I have yes. a little bit of fashion sense. I yes. wish I have a whole lot, but I like shoes and clothes. And I just don't feel like I have to sacrifice that on the altar of yeah. being a dynamic minister. I believe yeah. God can take all of that, my love for fashion, yes. my love for yes. style, my love for ministry, my love for teaching the word of God and who yes. I am, and yes. work it all for the good of helping somebody Absolutely. else come Absolutely. to Jesus. 
Yes. Listen, you you know I'm all, I'm all for that. I am. I'm all for it. And and I think you said something, and, and this is no offense to anyone who uses it, but you're right, because I've seen a lot of this, you know, I preach pretty or pretty preaching. Now, I don't even know what that means. I don't know what it means. I don't know what it's, what it's about. I don't know. But I think, you know, for me, one of the things that I desire to have is um, great balance. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I want to have yeah. balance in terms of being authentically who I am, which is much like you. I love fashion, love hair, love ma- all of all of that. Um, but I actually really love the word. Do you know what I mean? Like I yeah. love the text. I'm a lover of the text. And so I want, I, I never want the outer stuff to try to overshadow the, the, the word because the truth of the matter is that if you allow the word to do what it does, it's going to do everything. You really don't need, you know what I mean? You don't really need much else. And so I think, you know, being able to continue to live in the space of having um, this balance where, um, where theological um, context and, and, and understanding the premise of the scripture, do you know what I mean, can come alive um, in the yeah. person who is delivering it. And so we don't necessarily have to be one or the other. We really can be both. And so I, I love that. And I think that I think that it's just this incredible thing because God called us and we're feminine. There's nothing that we can do about that. And I don't think that he wants us to do anything about it. I think that he wants to marry the two worlds, you know, um, so that we are able to be, yes, so that we are able to be more effective. Now, I got maybe two more questions because I know I got to let you go. We could talk for forever. Hopefully, at some point, we can do this live. Um, so that everybody has to do it live. Let me just save this on this preaching pretty because I use the hashtag some hashtag sometimes and my mom yes. when I first started preaching she'd be like preach pretty that means yeah. present yourself like this whole I don't need to take time and outwardly adorn myself no I do you know okay. you go to the bible and you say you look at when Ruth is is going after Boaz and I know yeah. you look at this from a relationship standpoint but what yeah. the woman tells her is fix yourself up yeah, yeah. get, get yeah. her out of together because yeah. many times that's the first thing that people will see. But I'm not mm. going to spend so much time on my outfit that I don't yeah. spend time in the, in the inner court and yeah. in the word of God and studying God's word. There has to be a perfect balance because you can preach pretty, but you need to say something when you open your Come mouth on. and command the world. Yeah. And so I think we as women who do both have to do a have to make sure that we always keep that at the forefront that just as hard as you see me doing my fashion come on i'm going even on. harder in the in the in the text i'm going harder to understand and hear the voice of god and i'm also mindful that there's a time and a place for everything because yeah. i don't want my outfit to get so distracting that i hinder a man receiving because I didn't cover certain stuff up, mm-hmm. or even a woman in this day. So I'm, I am mm-hmm. mindful of all mm-hmm. the things that have to come together in the preaching moment. Yes, 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 yes. yes. I, I love it. I love it. And it, and it makes good sense. I think, I think some people have used it, and the sole focus is just that. So it's like, what does that mean? But I love that you've brought some light. Do you know what I mean? To a different perspective in terms of what that looks like and, and how we use it. Let, let's transition a little bit because you, you just touched on something that I want to ask about before we, we wrap we wrapped up. So for you, have you had any pushback in terms of um, men following you and men, you know, honoring you as pastor? Have you had any challenges kind of in those areas? Um, the pushback has been such a small group in comparison to the mm. overall group. Mm-hmm. I really don't pay a lot of attention to it. And Good. if a person chooses to hinder this, to hinder them, my gender and me mm. being a female in leadership and gives them the justification not to be a member and not to hear what's coming out of my mouth that's yeah. from God, 
that's yeah. their choice and that's something that they're going to have to deal with it because I can't change who I am. You know, I have this thing. Somebody got on my Instagram the other day and wanted to tell me about how females can't preach and I need to look at my Bible. And for a minute, you know, I, yeah, I, I'm, I got a little something in me, so don't come for me unless I send for you. You know, like, I didn't come for you. Don't come for me unless I send for yeah. you. So let me help yeah. you. And so for a moment, I wanted to go in and write, like, no, you need to read your Bible. And what what was Deborah? And what was the female apostle? Yeah. And have you really yeah. read your Bible? And if yeah. God could use a woman to carry Jesus and bring, mm. she was the first messenger of the gospel mm. like, yeah. of Jesus. She She's there carrying Jesus. And then you want to talk about when he rose from the dead, he used women to go tell the disciples yeah. that he had risen. So if yeah. he could use a woman to carry that massive of a message, how mm. can you tell me that he can't use me because I'm, I'm a female and your traditional hang-ups or your, yeah. your egotistical hang-ups are standing in yeah. the way? That's your problem. That's not my problem. And the reality is, you're, you have a many times you have a female as a boss on your job. You don't quit your job because of that. So why would you quit ministry? Come on now, come on. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know I am so I don't really give those people a lot of attention. I you know so I I swipe and delete and I love a good block ministry because you really are not coming on here to hear <laughs> I know what I have right. to say. You just really want to argue, and this point yep. is not even an arguable point anymore. Yeah, I want yeah. the men to be like. Barack was with Deborah. He said, mm -hmm. I won't go to war unless you go mm -hmm. with me. Mm -hmm. And I am grateful for the men in my church who yeah. have held up my arms, been the yeah. light keepers of our church. And I was very intentional about making sure that they knew I needed their support. Uh, my yeah. father helped me in this, but I have a strong group of men and once a quarter, I call my men together for a time of we have breakfast and I'll bring in yeah. somebody for them to interview. And I can get 350 minimum wow. men to show up wow. on a Saturday. You got some male pastors that can't do that. I Listen, mean, that's the reality. Yeah. And true. so it's been intentional. It's been strategic. And yeah. uh, I am grateful for the men in my church because they uplift me, they honor me, and uh, it my life is the better for it. So I, I've been strategic about it. And then, you know, my, my friends tell me, my guy friends are like, you're comfortable around men. And I think that's my father's doing. My father yeah. just raised us to be girls that we're not intimidated by rooms easily. Yeah. I'm, not, yeah. I'm not intimidated to sit in the room with a room full of men because it's been like that most of my preaching career yeah um, so yeah I, yeah I, I I don't give the naysayers a lot of attention I'm going with the goers and uh, there's a group of men in the body of Christ at my church that they they got my back and I know it and I feel it and I appreciate it I love it shout, shout out to the men at New Life shout out to y'all because it's it, 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 to have them come be supportive play their part, be involved, and just love you, support you. It's a, it's a huge, huge, huge thing. And so we honor that. Now, yeah. being a woman who, is, who ha walks in a great deal of power, walks in a great deal of authority, how does this impact your dating life? <laughs> <laughs> now, listen, you knew we weren't going to get off this call without me talking about that. Well, can we talk about the kids? <laughs> we go, we go in with the kids, but we okay, gotta okay. talk. About <laughs> How or it, or does it not impact it at all? Like, is it you know maybe does it impact your dating life? Are you good? You know, do you feel like it, is marriage something that it might be on the horizon that you desire? Or are you just in a space where you're fine? How are you in that? This is such a loaded question, and you, you, you hit me with, like, what's one of them, like, the shots that come, like, multiple ones at one time? Okay, so I am single. I've, I've, I've uh, been married before. I was married for, like, 12 years, went through a divorce. And so um, back in the single dating 
space for, for nine years and for a moment, I just took some time to just kind of get yeah. to know myself and heal. And yeah. I think that's one thing that I do want to say. I think a lot of times we want to take broken, our you know, our unhealed, broken selves into new relationships mm-hmm. and expect new results and be upset mm-hmm. when we're getting the same results. Um, and so... Um, And so, um, you know, I took time to heal. Do I date? Yeah. Yes. But I'm very, yeah. I'm very cautious of my dating. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't bring people to the church because if they want to come, they come. But it's not, you're not going to get access and, and, and be put on some pedestal and we just date. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's not going to happen. Yeah. My dating life is very private, and my parents laugh at me because they're like, Arisha will probably go out and get married to somebody and wouldn't tell us. Listen, I've had five five kids before y'all knew what was going on. <laughs> I am, I'm super, super private of my dating yeah. life. Um, yeah. Because that's one of the things I do want to hold kind of dear to me. I've learned some lessons mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. from my marriage that I didn't make the person – there were moments that I didn't make the person in my life a priority. It was all about work, work, work. So I'm very private yeah. about it. I'm very cautious yeah. about it. Yeah. Um, but I tell people, if you see me out, speak. You know, <laughs> my church is is they don't mind me dating, and I and I yeah. every now and then I'll put it out there like I'm gonna get married when I want to get married. And yeah, yeah. For me right now, marriage is on hold, and the yeah. reason why it's on hold is because. I understand building a culture, and it mm-hmm. takes three to five years to build a culture in your church. Mm-hmm. I want my members to get to know me and not be clouded by this a relationship. And I don't want to commit to marriage when I know I've got a greater commitment at this season yeah. of my life. Yeah. And so if I can't give my husband the best wife and all that yeah. I can be, this is not a season yeah. I can do that. I, yeah. I'm really... You know, I got my kids and my family, but I'm married to New Light Church for yeah. a season. Yeah. And I think at the appropriate time, God will allow it to happen, and he will prepare my heart for it because mm-hmm. I'll be ready. And and there are yeah. parts that I'm really honest with myself. I've been single now for nine years, and I'll have moments that I'll be like, ooh, ooh, you're not ready, <laughs> you know, ooh. Um, and so I'm honest with myself about that. Um, yeah. I do group dating sometimes because it just it's just yeah. easier for yeah. for yeah. people to now you're not making up a whole story about oh I saw her with her and yeah. so I think yeah. the thing that has helped me is the open dialogue but yet privacy with my church and mm-hmm. if I'm single I may date you may see me out at a concert you may see me at you know. I may go to yeah. this place. It doesn't mean I'm not sure. I'm still your pastor. Come and speak. Come talk yeah. to me. Yeah. But when it comes, when the right time comes, I will let you all know and know that he is my husband and not y'all co-pastor. Come, 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 come <laughs> on here. Come, I almost, come on here. Yes. And so, <laughs> and, 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 and so for me, for me in this season, and unless God says something different, I want somebody who understands and respects and values the call of God on my life. Mm-hmm. I want somebody who's a protector of that um, and can and can help me in my various moments. But I'm not necessarily trying to find a co-pastor for New Life Church. Yes. My yes. thing is, if you take care of me, I can handle Listen. the church. That's right. If you, That's right. If you if you keep me good, yeah. I got the church handled. Everybody called me to that. Everybody's yes. gonna be good. And so yes. it's a different kind of philosophy because my parents have pastored together from the very beginning. Yeah. And I'm not saying yeah. I, I want somebody who's a renegade, but this is not something that you necessarily have to worry about. I want you to do your business and I want you to do whatever yeah. you want to do, yeah. but take care of me. And if you take care of me, I'm now in a position where I can handle the highs yeah. and the lows of my ministry yeah. and my job and all of that. Yeah. So yeah. I have a little different perspective, but I, I do I do enjoy having fun and hanging out and <laughs> dating. I'm just private about it. 
Like, yeah, no. I, I'm not for social media posts. I'm not for none yeah. of that. Like, yeah, none of that. I'm with you. I think we I'm, put I'm stuff on you. social media too fast, and then when it all goes down, we don't yep. want to tell you nobody, crazy. Don't want nobody to ask questions. But I'll be on Egg. social media, and I'll be looking, and I want to I know what. Look, I'm, in, I'm invested in your life at this point. I'm invested in this relationship. <laughs> I want to know. Listen, I want to know what's going on, and now you just took it away, and we don't know what's happening. So I agree. I agree. You, you are so right. And, and I always say, even with, like, visiting the church, now some people talk about me for this, but I prefer that you not. Just, you know what I mean? Because it is a sacred space, especially when you're serving there. Do you know what I mean? It's not a let's drop in and that type of thing, you know. And like you said, if they, if they come visit, that's fine, but ain't going to be no extra stuff going on. But I think the most powerful thing that you said that I will absolutely walk away with, and I think the listeners will walk away with as well, is what is, is understanding what your commitment is for this season. And I think that oftentimes if we are really honest with ourselves, you know, our, our honesty will tell us what we are really committed to, not necessarily what we want, but what are we committed to? What is our commitment this season? So I love that. I know that you are committed to being a mom. So what is your, what is your desire for your boys? I know that you are, if anybody that follows you knows that you are like a mom mom, like you the mom on the field, you the mom in the jersey, you the mom with makeup on at the game in the jersey. <laughs> So what is, what is your desire for just your sons right now and, and, and their lives and what that looks like? Um, you know, I am blessed to be a mother of two amazing boys, and they have taught me love at a whole nother level. Um, yeah. And just unconditional love. And I am, I stood in my kitchen the other day, and I was like, God, thank you. Thank you for the highs, the lows, but helping me raise two amazing young men who are still growing and developing, but I can see the journey that they've taken, that they're taking and where it's leading them. Now, when you say I'm a mom, mom, I, I, I don't feel like I am. Like, wait, let me tell you some funny stuff about me. I don't cook. So me and my kids probably eat Uh-oh. out every night. Um, <laughs> I'm, not the, I'm not the note in your lunch bag kind of mom. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm not the, I'm the mom that says, okay, are you playing? Are you actually playing? Because if you're not playing, I probably shouldn't say this, but if you're not playing, um, call me afterwards because I don't want to come and just watch your back. So I, I'm a little tough mom, but I think I've had to be tough because I've raised, I'm raising boys. And in my mind, it is you're raising somebody else's husband. This person is yeah. going to be somebody who's going to lead another house. And so yeah. I've raised them with that in mind, and I've had to make some tough decisions. And so to see my oldest now, he's working in ministry. I'm watching wow. him step into his own manhood and individuality, and to be able to coach him in ministry is a beautiful thing. He yeah. is a powerful teacher, and at the right time, when God is ready to release him to the nations, uh there is going to be a generation that is so blessed by him because wow. the anointing has been on his life since he was born and God has promised me some things over him. And so, yeah, I had to fight for the, mm-hmm. the calling on his life before he even knew it. And so I remember when he was 17, I sent him off to military school. He said I sent him to prison, but it was that <laughs> wow. that shaped him. And, yeah. and he has lessons from that and so he's a part of our youth ministry and uh i'm just i'm I'm really proud he moved out on his own and wow. i'm letting him take this journey and it's great to watch him the youngest is 17 and yeah. uh he's my little chocolate drop uh <laughs> and pray for me because he is everything that is that says problem in high school he is a star Uh-oh. athlete yeah, uh, I bought him a car when he turned 16. He has a smile like you wouldn't believe. He's <laughs> academically strong. And I know yeah. I just can say this about my kids, but he is fine. <laughs> I mean, Listen, that's your baby. You looking. made him. You can say it. <laughs> he is good looking. And so uh, he is now at the phase where we're looking for his, we're praying and releasing our faith for his scholarship, for scholarships yeah. at D1 school. And uh, his desire is to go pro. And so I'm there praying for him, supporting him, investing in him. 
uh, because that's my role to make sure that his heart's desire come to, comes to pass. A lot of people want to see him, uh, you know, when are you going to preach? And I'm like, no, his, his assignment is in that's the area right. of sports. And I've that's watched right. even now how God has used him in this area. And I'll tell you this quick story and then we can, you can ask me anything else and then we'll wrap it up. <laughs> but, you know, when people try to force him like, oh, are you going to preach? Are you going to do that? I've watched my child take the God in him and use it on the field. I was wow. telling somebody, I was telling our church this, that when, when it's in you, it comes out. And I've, I've watched this lesson from my child from an early age when he got to high school. I put him in public school, so this was his first time in public school, and I would watch him go over to the sideline before the game and kneel and pray. And he's done wow. that every game since he started playing wow. football because we were with Christian organizations, but when he got to high school was where I was concerned and I watched him kneel and pray. And Mm. what I've seen over the years, what started with him praying by himself has now become a prayer circle before the game where he has three to four, almost five of his friends that as soon as the national anthem is done and the color guard has walked off the field, him and his friends are there and he is leading them in prayer before the game. That yeah. is yeah yeah yeah. That's his ministry. That is yeah. that is what God has for him to do right now. I mean, you're talking about kids who didn't really know the Lord, and their parents don't mm. go to church. Mm-hmm. But to see them and to see young black African American boys pause and pray and and take that moment. That's 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 his ministry. You know what I'm saying? Yes. That's his ministry. Yes. And that's what makes me proud as a mom to say I'm doing something right. I want them to have their own journey. I know they're gonna bump their heads just like I yep. did, but yep. I want them to know that I will always be there and there is no pulpit stage, there yes. is no speaking engagement yes. that will keep me from being a mom. I was invited last week to to do an event and I'm sitting there and I'm like, so y'all don't have me on the program. Yeah. I'm not on the program tonight. I'm on the program in the morning. My child is playing the game right now. Yeah. I'm going to leave y'all and I'm going to go watch my child play. That's right. That's right. It is the balance that we have to have in life. Yeah. To juggle the different things, but I'm not going to sacrifice my family, my kids on the altar of ministry. I love it. I love it. I love it. Y'all, we could, as you could see, we could talk (laughs) forever because I still haven't even got to some of the other stuff I wanted to talk about. But we're going to promise to figure out how we can do it again. And so you can even learn more than you've already learned. I, I know that you were inspired before, but I hope that you are even more inspired by Dr. I. Her life and her story and her wisdom and her grace and just her tenacity and everything that she is doing. So lastly, Dr. I, let us know what's next for you, what's kind of on the horizon for you, and then let people know how they can reach out to you, how they can stay in contact with you. So I'm on Instagram, Facebook, uh, I barely use Twitter, but I'm on all of that. Snapchat <laughs> it's Dr. Irisha, D-R-I-R-I-S-H-E-A. So D-R-Irish and put an E-A at the end. Uh, follow me. I Most of the time my staff may post some things, but I really do my own Instagram. Um, and and uh, that's the way I keep up with certain things that are happening in society. Um, what's to come is, uh, I'm excited about the future of our church. Um, yeah. I'm launching a vision now for membership care that I really believe that God is going to do something uh, great with it because as I can show and demonstrate that I will care for the harvest that he sends me, he will He will increase and expand our ministry. And so that's, a, that's the one thing for me. My father and my mother have their strategies conference coming up where they pour into churches and leaders and I'm just excited about that, that I get to still be on the team and be a part of that. And then a heart's desire, you know, I have my inner circle conference, which is yes. a conference for women in ministry, yes. yes, women in business in the marketplace. And um, the this when I finished it, my mom has done an amazing women's conference for years. 
And mm-hmm. uh, I went to her and I said, what do you think about us merging the two next year? And so I'm really excited because in April, oh, wow. we're going to take her Women Who Win conference and merge wow. it. Where women, women Who Win meets Inner Circle. And oh, my gosh. It's going to be explosive. It's, it's going to be, too, be too much. Let me go ahead and register. Tell <laughs> Let me register and get my ticket now so that yeah. I can make sure that I'm there because it's going to be incredible. Wow. It's, that's going to be, be huge. really good. Yeah, and yes. then, you know, uh, if I don't move on this, I think not only am I going to be mad at myself, but there are some women that I value that speak into my life. And Evangelist Latrice Ryan hit me the other day and, and yes. said, you need to do this, and if you don't, don't sit on it. And I was like, yes, ma'am. And so that is, you know, I, I feel a call of not pulpit ministry all the time, I am mm-hmm. empowered by being with my girlfriends and being with my friends who own their businesses. And so yeah. I'm, I'm really in prayer now about how to create a retreat, a safe environment for women oh, wow. to come in yeah. a small setting. And we just, we do the work. We do the yeah. work so that we go back to our businesses and our homes and become uh make a greater impact. And so I'm really praying about that now, about how I can take the inner circle retreats and bring a group mm-hmm. of women of corporate mm-hmm. America faith and put us all in a room. And when we come out, the ideas and the strategies and the yeah. impartation, yeah. it's going to be explosive. And so my heart is really for women. And uh, when you see my son playing in NFL, know that I <laughs> it's all glory belongs to the Lord. But I put in that work. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely love, I love all of it. I'm excited about every single thing that is coming up for you, every single thing that you are even pondering over. And I just continue to play, pray God's blessings and God's favor over your life. Thank you for what you add. Thank you for the example um, that you are. And I'm so grateful that we had a chance to talk. And so, guys, I know without a shadow of a doubt that you were blessed today. I'm so excited to have Dr. I. Make sure that you are following her. Make sure that you are staying connected with her. Trust me, you will not be sorry that you did. Thank you all so much for listening to Life Behind the Collar. See you soon. Thank you for joining me today for Life Behind the Collar. I pray that you are left inspired and empowered. I'd love to remain connected with you. Come on and follow me on Facebook at Carrie Turner or on Instagram at Ms. Carrie Baby. You can always reach out to me for more products and to support the ministry at my website at www.carrieturner.org. Chat soon.